throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man, punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, locked it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand when it comes to fist of cuffs. Slide a hand on the undercard, you'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got your missing wave, feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move, bob and weave. Don't lose hope against the ropes, there's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging. We bringing crosses with no worship, hooks with no verses, combinations with no locks. When you feel the flurry, it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats. Relax if you want the facts, because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs. Yes, we are back. Lots of talk about a couple big fights tonight. I'm Joe McGuire along with Jared Jones. Finally, some action in boxing. Gervonta Davis will be taking on Ryan Garcia. We've got the preview for that. And then UFC fight night. It's Pavlovich and Blaze. Before we get into any of that, though, we got to talk about last weekend's fight. And boy, this was a good one. Max Holloway back on track. A vintage Max Holloway performance over Arnold Allen at UFC Kansas City. Jared, uh, this was, this was to me, I, I had this 4-1. Uh, I could see the three twos. Uh, but it, it was clear that Arnold Allen, uh, who is definitely going to be a guy to do some damage in the future in that division. It's not going to be anytime soon uh, as he'll slide down to the back of the line. You can't beat Max Holloway. You cannot beat Alexander Volkanovsky. Uh, what do you think of the think of the fight with I thought Max looked so good. Again, those hands. He took a couple big lefts from Allen, but for the most part, Jerry did a great job of throwing a combo and stepping uh, out of distance. And Allen just really couldn't get anything going. And the fight ended in vintage Holloway. He dropped him in the last second of the fight. And a lot of people <laughs> didn't even see that. It happened so fast. And it was such a great combination. 3-2 Allen's a bit of a stretch. But in Allen's defense, I do want to say this. When you're in the fight, um, the ebbs and flows of... Pop, 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 boom, pop, 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 boom. He was landing the heavier, more decisive punches. Mm -hmm. And if he thought he was winning inside the cage, if Max thought it was closer than four to one, whatever abstract that means, inside the cage, I'm with them. I feel like amateur scoring, amateur boxing scoring, Arnold got totally beat down. But this was a very, very close fight. Um, and Volk doesn't put up the volume Holloway does. I don't know if we might have a rock, paper, scissors situation here where Arnold gives Volk a better um, better uh, competition than Holloway. But that was a good close fight where the volume of Holloway is really what made the difference. And he looked good. He always does. <laughs> Yeah, again, we forget. I mean, right? It, it, it. I, I didn't realize till the fight started. But he hadn't lost. Uh, he hadn't lost a fight, a non-title fight in that division since 2013, when he was 21, and lost to Conor McGregor. He's been doing this for so long. Stay with John Jones. 
I know you're not a big fan of that guy, but he's been so Ooh. good for so long that from such a young age that you're like, what is that guy, like 50? It's like, yeah. no, he's 34. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Some, yeah. Something, something wrong with that. But again, that's and how I he's waiting for are. the mileage to catch up. Max yeah. Holloway is, is a unique breed just in the fact that the, the mileage doesn't seem to be catching up with him the same way. Gagey, I looked at my wife the first time she saw him fight. Wow, that's exciting. Yeah, but it's short-lived. Guys like that, they they don't get a lot of miles out of their cars when they drive them like that. And uh, Holloway, when is the mileage going to catch up to him? It, well, Jared, you know, that's the thing. And, and, and you do have to figure it is at some point. He crossed the 3,000 strikes landed mark in this in the second round of this fight. No one has more than 2,000 significant strikes landed in their career. So the gap between Max and everybody else is about 40%. Yeah, it's a significant number. Now, Jared, we talked about this going into this fight. Allen wins. He probably, assuming Volk beats uh, Yair Rodriguez, he's probably next up. No longer the case, but now this is the case I was talking about. Nobody wants a fourth fight between Holloway and Volk. They don't want it. What does Volkanovski do next? Does he keep buying time until somebody else beats him, whether it be Ayer Rodriguez or... Um... This was not the fight to make. We were saying this last week that Arnold fights anybody else who hasn't fought Volk yet for that shot at Volk because you lose to Holloway. If you've got one champion, one gatekeeper, and everybody else, and that's what your division looks like, you can't feed the next best guy to the gatekeeper. Right. The next best guy has to go to the champion. And that's not what we did here. And then Max won the fight. And now you have no intrigue there. There's no storyline. You know, you got the best guy, the guy he'd beat every time. And that guy would beat everybody else. So here we are. That's it. I did see somewhere where Holloway floated a fight with Poirier to move up. Because here's here's what's here. Let's ask the question then: What's next for Max Holloway? It's not going to be Volk. Who is it? I've seen Brian Ortega's name get floated again. That's the fight I've talked about this fight so many times. Max Holloway had to teach Brian Ortega in the middle of that fight how to not get his ass kicked. So I don't want that fight again. I don't need to see that one again. And that's another case though, Jared, where Brian Ortega had a better fight against Volkanovski. Than he did against Holloway. Holloway almost put him out of the business. He was out for 18 months recovering from the beatdown that he got from Max Holloway. He almost, almost submitted, as you'll recall from our boy Jace Garcia shaved dome, but he almost submitted the guy. So is Brian Ortega. It's another crack here. Here's one of the guys Max Holloway hasn't destroyed yet in this division. And this is an un- this this would be a good fight six years ago, even four years ago. Chen Sung uh, Chen Sun Jung, aka Korean Zombie, uh, when that guy was was in his prime, this would have been a much more interesting fight. Not one I necessarily want to see too. And then uh, uh, Ilya Tapura is the other name that's been getting floated around a lot a rising star in the division. 
Not as not as right out of my mouth. Sure, to say, but but not as big as where <laughs> Arnold Allen was, and it's the reason Allen got first crack here at the top, and we see he got turned back. It would be interesting to see again. This my problem with Max Holloway as the gatekeeper in this division, Jerry. You kind of just alluded to it. It's like that guy's so good. That guy's so he's like one A. That is that can't be the gatekeeper to the top of this division. Nobody will ever get there. And if we're not going to do Max Volk four, something's got to give here. What are we doing? Yeah. yeah. Well, and so I think you've got your undefeated guys. You need your storylines to get to the champion. The storylines have to skip over Holloway. Utopia is a great answer to the question. Uh, these two guys both lost their last fight, but I think could put up a good fight. And why did they lose their last fights to other guys that were trying to get to that position when they were undefeated? Bryce Mitchell, Gigay Chagats, either one of these guys before that loss looked like at least put them in there when they look like you can't have Allen fight Volk now. Even though, like I said, I believe there's a rock, paper, scissors there situation there where Arnold has a better chance than Max. To be full. that But even that being said, you can't, in good conscience, go back in after that loss to Holloway and give Arnold Volk. You can't do that. And you can't give Gige that fight. And you can't give Bryce that fight. So what are we doing that we're giving all these guys on the rise that people want to see fight for a title, the gatekeeper tights, then they're losing those fights. And now we, this weight class has zero storylines. This weight class has as a gold, a silver, and a huge bronze demographic. And that's yeah. nothing yeah. else here. Well put. Yeah, that's right. And that's where the, the featherweight division is right now. It's it's gold, silver, and everyone else is bronze. And that is that is no good. And you want to put Qatar in that category? Why not? You know, he's in that bronze category, right? There's a lot of dudes in that bronze category. The, and a, the, the worst part is, Jarrett, there's a lot and of Gigi. really, if you take out Volkanovsky and you take out Holloway, oh, this, division is, this division is, this division is wild. The, you know, you, you could have a belt flipping hands a lot here. You'd have some real, but super exciting. Instead, you've got maybe the greatest to ever do it. And the guy behind him is one of the top 10 to ever do it. And they're doing yeah, yeah. it simultaneously. Like, no one's getting into this club. There's, yeah, there's no way. That's about 35% more landed strikes than anybody in the history of the UFC is the guy in second place. Nobody else is close. I like Gige, Bryce Mitchell, and, um, and uh, Qatar. And Otopa that you were talking about there. Um, yep. But Qatar beat Gige and Arnold. And then you saw what happened to Qatar and Max Holloway right here in this house. Yeah. So, like, if that guy can beat all the other contenders and then lose like that, that decisively to that number two guy, there's nothing else here. It's just not in there. It's just not in there. Arnold with the rock, paper, scissors theory. Yep, and that's it. You're not going to – nobody else is there. Arnold did prove he was close. Does he – he had to have proven that he's at least in that capacity. And he's got some miles left. He's got some years left. Um, I like this Arnold kid. 
Yeah, and if somebody had it 3-2, Arnold, it's a bit of a stretch, but I'm not mad at them. I think the just more decisive punches from inside the ring. Who would you rather be at the end of the fight? Yep. I think Max got hit harder. It is what it is. He, he won the fight. Max won. I'm not making an argument that he lost the fight. I'm saying if somebody did, it's a stretch, but I am mad at you. Yeah, you know, listen, uh, to his credit, at two at the end of the fight, in typical Max Holloway fashion, he said this guy hits like a truck. Um, good fighter, asked the crowd not to boo him. Uh, you know, all the things you would expect Max Holloway to do after a fight. Um, but yeah, yeah. I, I, this is certainly not the last we've seen of, of Arnold Allen, but now again, he's got to get back into this line of prelim guys to to figure out how to get himself back up uh and he's got to beat somebody in the top five obviously before he beats volkanovsky so again some of those names i just mentioned depending on what max does depending what happens where yari rodriguez this should all start to start to settle itself out but he's definitely probably got to win a couple more fights now before uh he gets back into uh, uh the octagon with someone the likes of alexander volkanovsky all right. Well, that said, Jared, and it's been a while since we've had a chance to talk about this sport at all on this combat sports show. But there's finally some freaking boxing tonight. A fight worthy of discussing. Gervonta, Tank Davis, and Ryan Garcia. The main event expected to begin right around 1030 p.m. tonight on DAZONE. This is a catchweight contest because somebody didn't make weight. Uh, Gervonta Davis comes in 26-0. and Recorded knockouts in four of his last five fights. His last one being a uh, eighth-round TKO of Hector Garcia back in January. Meanwhile, Ryan Garcia, also 23-0. Four knockouts in his last five fights. He had a sixth-round KO of Javier Fortuna this past July. That was his last outing. Everybody in this division seemed to be avoiding each other nobody's nobody's wanting to do this finally we have a a, a a fight to talk about and not i'm not a I'm, here's my thing i don't love the way tank davis fights and we've talked about this at like lose all the rounds and get a knockout yeah half of the rounds and get a knockout. ultimately where what this guy does uh ryan garcia to me always looks like he's gonna lose uh, and obviously at 23, you know, that hasn't happened yet. Someone's leaving here with a, with a, with a one <laughs> in, in their record. And, you know, these guys, and we, we saw what happened with Teofimo Lopez. These younger guys are extremely fragile when it comes to those I'm perfect sure. records. It's a big part of the reason why these none of these guys seem to want to fight each other because someone's got to walk out with the one. And it's going to happen tonight. Who do you think does it? Who do you think comes out uh, on top in this fight? I, I, I'd like to say I think Tank Davis is considered the better fighter here. My Same. brother, I know, hates Ryan Garcia and everything he stands for. So this is an interesting situation we got here tonight, Jared. We've had a lot of conversations about who fought tougher guys. 
Um, a lot of people are bringing this up. I'm hearing a lot about Roly Romero and Isaac Cruz, Mario Barrios, Leo Santa Cruz, Gamboa, how Gervonta Davis has fought all the tougher guys and, and Fortuna and Luke Campbell and Fonseca on Ryan Garcia's resume and how they're not going to hold up to anybody that Gervonta Davis has fought because Gervonta Davis fought all the tougher guys. Now, these guys do something before they turn pro and fight all bums called an amateur career. Now, in his amateur career, Gervonta Davis fought about three recognizable names. He beat Erickson Lubin and lost twice to Joette Gonzalez. Ryan Garcia doesn't have the amateur record that Tang Davis has 31 and 3. Ryan Garcia's amateur record 29 and 15, but here are some of the names on it for this guy who doesn't mind you doesn't want to fight anybody. Uh beat Virgil Ortiz Jr. Beat Devin Haney, lost to Shakur Stevenson. Beat Devin Haney again, lost to Devin Haney. Leon lost in the third, a second win over Virgil Ortiz Jr. And you know how I feel about that. Yeah. A loss makes him two and one against Devin Haney. Come on. In his amateur career, Tank Davis was the one taking the easy road. And Ryan Garcia was in these tournaments tough, fighting the toughest guys at the end of all of it. So the, the slightly more, the degree of difficulty in Davis's career. I'll point to the lost rounds. Go into box rec. Ryan Garcia hasn't lost rounds against these guys that aren't as good as the guys that Davis is losing rounds against. I think Ryan Garcia is the better boxer. And I also want to ask you a question before I answer yours. What is, not the, bet, not the, not the betting segment may do, but define a puncher's chance. My argument is going to be that Tank Davis has the is the most favored guy in a fight that I would call a puncher's chance type of fight in history. Gervonta Davis cannot outbox Ryan Garcia. He's got what we would call a puncher's chance, and he's a 240 favorite. <laughs> he's a minus 240. He's a two or three to one favorite with a puncher's chance these guys go all 12 ryan's gonna win seven eight nine of them i promise you and my pick davis by late knockout like he does in every fight <laughs> if you have to bet i will be rooting for ryan garcia and if you have to bet on this fight i say don't but if you have to it's Davis, knockout, second half of the fight. Neither one of them you'll, plays enough defense. And you'll see it coming because Gervonta Davis will probably take about three steps to throw that left uppercut. You'll see it coming a mile away. Ryan Garcia won't. <laughs> he looks like he's setting up a dunk. Yeah. Yes, he <laughs> – I saw a video, Jared, earlier this week of LeBron James picking up the basketball at the three-point line. He's being heavily defended. He picked up the ball and took about six pivot steps and ended up dunking the basketball. 
despite not dribbling within 22 <laughs> feet of the basket. No travel called, but all I could think of was that this is how Gervonta Davis winds up to throw a punch. Four or five good steps, covers a lot of ground in a short amount know. of time, and no one knows what's going on, Jared. It's like, no, yeah. oh, that is a punch. I couldn't, I didn't, I thought he was walking over to hand the guy flowers. Hey, Tank, what'd you learn in training today? Uh, the Euro step. <laughs> I do agree with you on this fight, though. I think, you know, look, Ryan Garcia um, has a tendency to get in a little trouble in the middle early rounds. Some some things can happen with him. But he is. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think he is. He is probably the better fighter here. He is the better fighter here. But I do. I do. There's just something about Tank Davis. And it, maybe it is just the way he fights, where uh, he tends to step up his game late. Clearly, cardio not an issue for this guy. Um, well, yeah, he's I, not throwing I, a lot of punches early either. It's not true like that. his volume's out of control either. It looks like he's waiting till things slow down a little bit to land that punch. A la late George Foreman. Late George Foreman was like that. I'm going to wait on that punch. Sooner or later, we're both going to get tired. You're going to slow down a little bit. You're going to get lazy. And in that one second, I'm going to sneak that hand in it. Michael Moore is going to bed. Who was the big white guy George Foreman fought in the in the second comeback? I just saw this this clip the other day. Was it? He walks, he walks out and just they're walking towards each other for I forget what round, like later round, and he just came up and just did that George Foreman, where he gets right in at you and he throws the uppercut and drop the guy. Ah, forget who it was. Just remember it was a white guy. Uh, but yeah, um, that's the punch. And when you got that kind of strength, boy, uh, especially in the in the eighth, ninth, tenth round, where. You've got the strength and the stamina to take a grown man off his feet. That's this is why I always would say to, to to Jace, I hate early knockouts. I don't want to see a first or second round knockout because it, and and you know we 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 we've talked about this before. Yeah. First or second round knockout doesn't tell me anything about who the better fighter is. You know, I I like a knockout in the fifth round. I want to see what happened. I want to see four rounds of action. And then I'd like to see a knockout. Because if you wow. could dominate some rounds and then knock out a guy, I'm like, oh, that was just a, a, a devastating beatdown. But look, the way this sport works out is knockouts happen. Knockouts can happen at any time to anybody, right? You just got to get hit and not see it coming. And it hits somewhere in here. Nice. Bye. I still have this. You just reminded me of my argument against the UFC when it came out. I used to have trouble with the smaller gloves, the feet, the elbows, the knees. Like, do you understand what it takes for a human being to lose consciousness? And look at what we're doing here. How do we know who's better when one of them loses consciousness? You're putting too many additives in. Is there a way? And hey, I'll go pro right now today. I kid you not, I'm that good. (laughs) 
And I don't blow my horn. I don't even call myself a boxer. You know, I'm a trainer. I've done some some stuff, but it's like not, you know, that's reserved for people who have done that. I don't have a long list of amateur fights. I don't have any professional fights. If there was a way to take power out of the equation and just find out who's better, Allah, I'll put everything I've got on Ryan Garcia tonight. If they can't feel each other's punches and are just trying to get punched less, if there's a way to play tag and keep score, um, see boxing tag in Australia. They're trying. There's vests. You lose punches for headshots. Um, oh. If there were a way, there are like some crafty, crafty, you know, I'd like to consider myself one of them. Very crafty guys without the age or chin or durability or whatever it is that uh that the power that great equalizer that Javante Davis has it's part of what makes the sport exciting but uh it also when they shrank those gloves down and and introduced knees and elbows I was going how do you ever know who the better guy is you could regularly get to the end of the fight and have one unconscious person and be like ah, I think that guy was better I think that un- yeah. un- unconscious individual on the floor is the better fighter. <laughs> that shouldn't happen too, too often, you know? No. But uh, but we're in that situation here. Ryan Garcia, think about those names. Gervonta Davis, lost to Joette Gonzalez, lost to Joette Gonzalez, beat Erickson Lubin. Ryan Garcia went 2-1 and one against Devin Haney. 2-0 against Virgil Ortiz Jr. and lost in a final to Shakur Stevenson. There's nothing close to those names on Davis's entire resume that looks like a Haney, Stevenson, or Ortiz Jr. Nothing. Nothing close. You want to put Roly Ramiro's name up against those three names? I don't care how old they were. At eight, any of those guys would kick my ass out. I'm not, I'm not, I don't Amateurs, professionals, Ryan Garcia was tested heavily in the amateurs and more than Tank has anything on his resume. There might be five guys on Garcia's amateur record that are better than anybody on Davis's resume. He will outbox Tank. Gonna be but he doesn't play good tonight. enough defense. No, yeah, yeah I'm with you. I'm with you. I'm looking forward to it. And, and honestly, you just say I'm so glad that there's – a high profile boxing match because it has been uh cool. it's been ages the last boxing match i even watched was uh tyson fury's last title defense and that was boring um so this is good couple of couple of high profile undefeated fighters again going at it tonight as i said taylor fight. serrano that's one of the last great fights i remember katie yeah. taylor and amanda serrano was what was that like a year ago? A year ago. Fury yeah. and Wilder 3 comes to mind too. And that's a while back. Yeah. We yeah. To, yeah. We have to do better boxing. Let's go, boxing. Step up your game. Speaking of big fights, UFC fight night, Pavlovich and Blades go at it tonight from the Apex in Las Vegas, Nevada. Those prelims start about 4 30. Main card gets kicked off at 7 o'clock. Curtis Razor Blade 17 and 3 no with a no contest. This guy's obviously been in the peripherals of the heavyweight title for some time. A couple of fights with Francis Ngannou, Derek Lewis, Junior Dos Santos. The resume is impressive. Uh he looks to 
keep himself here in title contention, tough task ahead of him. That tough task goes by the name of Sergey Pavlich, who's a 17 and 0, 14, uh, 17 and 1, rather, 14 knockouts. Jared, he does not have the resume of Curtis, but five first round stoppages consecutively has really put Sergey Pavlich on the radar. Who's winning this fight tonight? This is going to be a fun one. All I could think back was um, Blades and Lewis and how he swore he wouldn't get knocked out in that fight. And uh, it was one of the nastier knockouts we've ever seen in the sport. Um, I do like Curtis Blades a lot. This is a big fight for uh, Pavlovich. Uh, Although slowly but surely, Jared... He's been he's been beating better people. Uh, Pavlovich's only loss somehow is to Alistair Overeem. Might be the last fight Overeem won in his in his career. Uh, but more recently, knockouts of Derek Lewis and Tai Tuivasa has really put Sergey Pavlovich. This is a big, strong, tough guy. Not quite Derek Lewis strong, but Pretty damn strong, and I think that's got to be of concern for Curtis Blades. He moves better than the guys that uh, Blades has been up against. Um, I always worry about the weight. Um, Not that we need more heavyweight divisions, but hey, my puncher's chance from last week, the plus 550. I'm like, Zhang's a good fighter, and he's 25 pounds bigger. Maybe. And this is going to be, uh, if, if, if the, uh, did they weigh in about 10 pounds different? I don't like that 10 pounds for Blades, but I am taking uh, Pavlovich. I think he's the better fighter. I think he's too slick. I think the guys that Blades has been able to beat are more lumbering. If I say lumbering, <laughs> bumbling, bumbling, stumbling, if I say that and then name these fighters, uh, Tom Aspinall, Chris Dawkins, Rosenstruck, Derek Lewis, you know, Volkov is probably the last one he fought. That's, that's two and a half years ago. So a guy that can move like this, I think Blades could be in trouble. And I really hope so. Do we need Blades back up there? This is another one of those situations where if you want any kind of narrative, you want Blades to lose this fight. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I I think this is... It's also plus money. Take that plus money, right? Yeah, Yeah, this this makes me think a lot of last week where, again, it's you got a guy in Blades, sort of like Holloway, where if he wins... What is he? Doing? Is he? Is he getting the next title shot? Probably not. Uh, this is a guy again who every time he gets close, tends to lose. So yeah, I like Pavlovich here. Um, I like a knockout, and Blades doesn't get knocked out a lot. But like you said, this guy right now, where he's at, Pavlovich is better than some of the guys uh, who have already beaten Blades. And there's not a lot of people on that list, but I I do think Sergey Pavlovich uh, enters the uh, enters the hall of names that have beaten uh, Blades. I I definitely I see knockout maybe in the 
second round, beginning of the third. I don't think this goes much further than that. Uh, again, not to say Blades won't do what he does, but I, I just I think Pavlovich got too much for him. Yeah, well, and if and if not a knockout, I don't really see a knockout. Uh, maybe a stoppage, but not a not a, in the conventional sense knockout. Um, I think he may overwhelm Blades. Just have, yeah, just be too crafty to uh, have too many tools in the toolbox. This is more conventional puncher's chance for Blades. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, good. So, big UFC fight. Again, this thing starts 4.30 with the prelims main card at 7 o'clock. Sure, let's make these make, – oh, my goodness. Let's talk about how to make some dull here. That's a looks like a pretty good night. Oh, yeah. I mean, if that hits, my $31.75 wins me a grand. But um, these are two – both of these fights are kind of the same thing. You have this uh, hungry fighter who's fought much, much better opposition, fighting guys who are trying to remain undefeated but have been wiltering as the opposition's gotten better. Vito Melnicki Jr. is actually a uh, local product. Um, and, uh, yeah, I like Luke Watkins and, and Jose Charles here. I think either one of them could pull off the upset. The other part is uh, four bucks. Four bucks on on Jose Charles will will supplant the uh, that thirty parlay money. So if you want to make this about forty, either one gives you a win, covers your losses. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Put 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 seven dollars on Watkins and it covers the loss. Seven and four. So yeah, forty five total. The payouts are grand for both of them. Either one of them when you break even. That's how you do it. Screenshot this now, people, because it's going away in a second. And by the way, my plus 550 last week, Zali Zhang hit Joe Joyce. If anybody saw Joe Joyce get beat and knocked out, if anybody saw his face on the internet, he was plus 550. He was a minus 11, honey. He was 11 to 1 favorite. And somebody with two thumbs says he was going to get stopped. This guy. Yeah, that happened. Trust that, man. Make yourself some dough. All right. Uh, there, we don't have a flurry for this week, but real quick, let me just check in with you. How is Scrub Scraps going? Uh, just looking at the social media. Make sure you're following Scrub Scraps online. Uh, looks like you got a lot of, a lot of people in there training already. Oh, yeah. Magic, magic every day in there. I keep saying uh, magic happens every day. The one thing, one of the things I, I didn't hadn't really considered is like we build this whole culture in there. Um, but that we had a demographic of fighters that saw the videos that were showing up to fight at Scrub Scraps um, specifically. And that that de as that demographic shrank, it's all like self-help individuals. So everybody there is like has some stuff to work on and wants to help and wants to see everybody else do better. And hey, and I say that has some stuff to work on. Here's the flurry. We're going to get one anyways. I say people, people walk in and have some stuff to work on. They walk through the door and they have some stuff to work on. And that sounds so like, yeah, don't we all? But how many people actually go to a place and walk through a door and go, I could get better at this thing? You know, there's some things here I could get better at. And 
and take advice from people who are in higher standing in those things than they are. That's a smaller demographic than we need it to be. Um, and what happens is you build this like beautiful, wonderful culture and community of people who are all just being happier and more successful in life. And it's really beautiful, wonderful things we're doing over there. And we're trying to put it together, the event for this summer, our main event, we got Wendry's, Will and Wyatt Wendry. They'll find each other. They're 20 and 18. They're brothers. They're 205 and 215, 62 and 63. We'll end up with a tail of the tape on these guys. But, Love it. Love it. When you fight both guys, you're in the know as to who's going to win. When I tell you these brothers are very, very, very evenly matched and I can't tell you who the better guy is right now, dead honest. Will and Wyatt Wendry, keep an eye out for that. Who what Wendry? <laughs> Love it. All right. Um, thank you for uh, checking out today's show. Again, great fights for tonight. You can check us out on social media at Throwing Jabs, Facebook, YouTube. We're, we're a little bit of everywhere. We're on Twitter. You can also visit clovercrestmedia.com backslash throwing jabs. For Jared Jones, I am Joe Aguirre. We'll catch you next Saturday at 10 for throwing jabs. Throwing jabs, always full send. Here we go again. Jared, Joe, and Jay's Clover Crest, top three corner man. Punching in with a punch's chance. We find a way to win. The main event, lock it in. Every Saturday at 10, the overhand is out of hand. When it comes to fist of cuffs, slide a hand on the undercard. You'll never see the punch. Uppercut, got you missing wave. Feet are stepping late. Keep your guard up, feeling faint from a faint. Take a stand and eight, then retaliate. Put up your duke, stick and move. Bob and wave, don't lose hope against the ropes. There's always an escape. Never stay down. One more round, bells ringing, counter punch with your chin tucked and go down swinging we bring in crosses with no worship hooks with no verses combinations with no locks when you feel the flurry it's curtains from scrub scraps to fight stats relax if you want the facts because the best combat podcast is throwing jabs <laughs> <laughs>